The Morning Blend, a triple shot of Catholicism, conversation, and coffee. Start your day with a fresh cup of joy and inspiration, whether it's through interviews, news, music, or prayer. It's all viewed through a Catholic lens. It's The Morning Blend on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And a very good Friday morning to you. February 23rd, 7 a.m. Brenda, Pat, and Eric with you on The Morning Blend. Thank you so much for tuning in on this last Friday of February and the second Friday of Lent. Good morning, Pat. Good morning, Brenda. Friday, Welcome. I'm 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 excited today. You are. You I got am. a good walk in yesterday, didn't you? I did almost five miles yesterday. What? I just couldn't get out of the sunshine. It was just I mean, I was like looking up and just letting it radiate, trying to work on that tan. But uh, <laughs> that's not why I'm excited. Okay. I, so I, ever since I was a little kid, I have just been obsessed with space. You know, okay. I, I was of that generation that sat in front of their TV and watched Man Walk on the Moon, you know, a little kid. And uh, we're back on the moon. We, they made so it, I'm huh? So i about that. They, they, they made it. Yes, they did. Wow. Yeah. Uh, but is it a manned? It is not a man. It's not man. It is not man. Okay. No, but uh, but we're there. We got the we got the and it's just the step of getting us closer to Mars. So I'm I'm pumped about that. Plus, it's Friday. We've got Mass today. We've got uh, Father Tony Galati coming in to celebrate Mass for us. So just all kinds of great things happening around. Well, my here. goodness, your your joy is uh, making me feel pretty good this morning too. I'm excited for that. I saw the moon coming in. I don't know. I didn't see anybody on the moon. <laughs> I couldn't see I that lunar lander. I up there and I said, "Hey, there's... I saw the man uh, in the moon. The man in the moon, kind of looking around. Uh, to, it's a full moon tomorrow, which makes it appropriate. I wonder. I don't know if they planned that landing around the full moon or not. But it's the February full moon is known as a snow moon. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. So that's what okay. they called. Now they said that there's the possibility of some snowflakes falling. I don't know about that, but uh, what I do know. Is I saw that moon today. Yes, and it was bright. It was almost like driving in daylight coming in today. And now sun's up, got a little pink in the sky. Man, I mean, it feels good to be alive. <laughs> I like that. In fact, coming up later, I'm going to talk a little bit about how much daylight we're gaining every day now. We're It's, it's getting lighter, and the time change is coming up, so I'll be talking about that. But before we get to all that... I've got a Lenten question of the day for you. Oh. And this comes from my kids used to do this to me, like when we would drive home from school pickup and they'd be doing the mom, would you rather questions, <laughs> right? Okay. Now there's usually something like, mom, would you rather have no head or no feet? And I'm like, what? <laughs> okay. But here's a Lenten, would you rather question for you? Okay. Okay. Would you rather, and this will go for both of you, Eric and Pat, right. would you rather give up coffee for Lent or give up all meat for Lent? Basically go vegetarian. All right. A pretty easy decision for me. Is it really? Yes. Yes. What would you do? Uh, it'd have to be meat because you, you, you don't want other people to suffer for your penance. And if I was not drinking coffee, <laughs> the two of you would suffer. Really? <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. So you're going to be giving up the meat. Yeah. And I love lentils. So if I could just, re you know, replace the, the meat with lentils, I'd, 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 I'd okay. be content for 40. Now I, I wouldn't, I don't think I could maintain that lifestyle forever, but for 40 days, for 40 think, days, think you I could. could. Okay. 
okay. My dad did that. He used to do that during Lent. He gave, gave up, up all meat. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I've heard of people being able yeah. to do that. All right, Eric, what is your choice in that question? I think I'd give up the coffee. I mean, Ooh. because like... It just coffee though. It's I'm I'm perfectly fine getting caffeine from other sources, you know. And, right. And thankfully, I tend to be a high enough energy person that <laughs> really? I don't <laughs> don't need the caffeine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can get through the morning. It's usually the afternoon ah. when I need a little pick me up. Right. I eat my ham sandwich and my apple in my office, and I'm like, okay, I want to go to bed now. Like I'm I'm tired. <laughs> so okay. usually it's like an afternoon kind of thing, but having a morning cup does help get the morning show off to a great start. Now, would it that does. count, you know, the, the Holy Father likes his yorba mate. So would that count as coffee? But Pope Francis drinks yerba mate? He does. Yes. What? Yes. Okay, well, that's an Argentinian drink. Oh, that's Explain wild. for us what that is. It, I, I think it's kind of like a coffee drink. I'm not really familiar. I've seen the yorba mate, but they drink it hot. Okay. In, in, oh, from what do. I understand in Argentina. And and I hope Francis really enjoys it. Yeah. Okay. See, I just knew yerba mate as like it's in the energy drink aisle. It's in a can. I just assumed it was yeah, it's, I similar. Think that's, they, they've kind of co-opted the original <laughs> drink with that. But I, it, this well, is more of a traditional Ar- Argentinian drink. I believe yeah. we need to go out on a fact-finding mission then. And we'll go to Argentina, <laughs> Argentina. And we will find out the true source of that. That sounds good. So and as far as I'm concerned, I think I might be with Eric on that. I think I'd rather give up coffee than give oh, up meat during okay. Lent. Uh, and then switch to like the chai tea or different kinds of teas. Yeah, yeah, you could easily do that. Well, Just, you know what you told us last uh, earlier this week, today is an ember day. So today right. is a day that uh, we should be giving up something. Giving up as, something as, extra? In addition to the abstinence and the fasting of Fridays during Lent, but uh, it's also an ember day. All right. Well, maybe think about that. Would you rather talk talk amongst yourself, <laughs> listeners? Or Let me drink that. my coffee and think about that. That's right. <laughs> we got a great show ahead for you, Pat. What's coming up today? Well, we have got a, a correspondent in Rome, Deacon Justin Echeverria. You're going to be talking oh, with yes. him today. And... Uh, uh, that's uh, going to be really exciting to hear what's going on in the Eternal City with him. And uh, I'm really eager to hear that. Plus, uh, we have the Archbishop's Linton Challenge going on. And we'll be discussing uh, what that challenge is and how we can stick to it. Speaking of fasting. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get this show started. Let's this is it. Matt Marr, Your Love Defends Me. And we are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. To the You are my joy, you are my song, you are the well, the one I'm drawing from, you are my refuge, my whole life long, where else would I go, surely my God is the strength of my soul. Fight. 
Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary during this Lenten season. That is Matt Marr. Your love defends me. 710 on the Morning Blend with Brenda Pat and Eric. Glad to have you along on this Friday morning. And we are going to head to Rome. We'll be checking in with Deacon Justin Echevarria at the Vatican. Brenda has that conversation with him after we check your beautiful weekend weather and maybe some snow for next week. That's next at Mater Day Radio. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Day Radio and Holy Cross Priest Father Jim Gallagher in prayer with the morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your sacred heart in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world in reparation for sin, for the intentions of all my friends and associates, and in particular for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit MaterDayRadio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Catholic Charities of Oregon, answering Pope Francis' call to charity. Since 1933, Catholic Charities has been putting faith into action by serving the poorest and most vulnerable in our community. Services promote life and help families thrive. Catholic Charities program information at catholiccharitiesoregon.org. Mater Day Radio celebrates the life-changing work of all of our Catholic communities with our Parish of the Week. This week, we're excited to recognize the Catholic Parish of Our Lady of Perpetual Help in Cottage Grove and its Mission Church, St. Philip Benizi in Cresswell. Your church community could be our next winner. 
Tell us why we should recognize your parish by sending an email to info at matradayradio.com. That's I-N-F-O at matradayradio.com to nominate your church as our Parish of the Week. Then listen Tuesday morning at 840 when our digital disciple Sarah Kinsey joins the Morning Blend to announce our next winner. Congratulations to Pastor Father John Boyle, his staff, and the dedicated parishioners at Our Lady of Perpetual Help in Cottage Grove and St. Philip Benizi in Cresswell on being named our Parish of the Week at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. 713 here at Mater Day Radio, high of 59 and low of 38 today with sunny skies and calm conditions. It's partly sunny tomorrow with a great view of the full moon tomorrow night, but rain comes back into the picture Sunday and Monday. Possible snow and rain mix Monday night. Winter weather warning goes into effect in the Cascades, so they're definitely going to get snow even if we don't. Currently a chilly 35 degrees at Holy Redeemer Catholic Church in Vancouver. And it's 37 to start the morning at St. Peter Catholic Church in Newburgh. Three traditional pillars of Lent are prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. And through these three pillars of Lent, we journey to develop a closer relationship to God. And the 40 days of Lent should be filled with reflection, service, and prayer. And every year we all should enter this season of Lent with hope and new anticipation of Easter. But for some, this Lent takes on a special feel as they journey not only to Easter, but to ordination of the priesthood. It is always a good morning when we welcome to the show Deacon Justin Echeverria joining us as he experiences Lent in Rome. Good morning, Deacon Justin. Thank you for joining us this morning. Thanks. It's great to be here. Yeah, we've talked often on the morning blend. We talk about things that we tr- we give up in a special way, and then we in in through that sacrifice, we also take up a practice. So, as you enter into this Lenten season, the last one prior to your priestly ordination, have you taken up a special practice or offered up something in sacrifice so that way this is a Lent like no other? Like like many people, I'll 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 give up something. So for example, this year I've I've maybe not given up completely, but I've cut back on like you know drinking a lot of coffee. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Uh, things like that, but also um, taking things on uh, more intentionally this this uh, year, particularly to prepare for priesthood. Uh, so for example, half an hour before I go to bed, I shut off my electronics um, so I can pray and also um, do some more spiritual reading. Um, really like, so like the last thing I read before I go to bed and close my eyes is something about the Lord. Or in this case, I'm actually reading currently uh, my brother, shout out to my brother, my brother, Alex, uh, for Christmas, he gave me this book by Fulton Sheen. Uh, it's called the world's first love, Mary, the mother of God. It was written by Fulton Sheen in the fifties. And he actually, of all the books he, he had written, it, it was his favorite, mm-hmm. um, so that's what I'm reading right now. It's like a Lenten practice. And then on Fridays of Lent, I, um, I've been practicing uh, fasting, but fasting with a specific intention. So for a family member who is maybe going through a difficult time right now, or friends who've asked me to pray for them, or um, actually, um, and I told this to, to this family last week, I was asked a few weeks ago to be the confirmation sponsor of a, of a, of a young boy at, at, um, at Christ the King uh, remotely because I'm, of, I'm overseas, but we'll make it, we'll make it work. And so, you know, 
for him and his confirmation group, I offer them the, the fasting for them as well. Well, again, such wonderful practices. We forget how powerful those sacrifices are. And especially when you make them in intention for something, then it feels like this suffering that I'm going through, this little hunger pain, so to speak, is offered mm-hmm. and, and God takes those up and uh, blesses those that you do those for. You there are in Rome for throughout this this year, and we've been following you as you journey towards the priesthood. Now, they're in Rome or at the Vatican. Is there just kind of a special feel or unique opportunities that can be experienced at the Vatican? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, a blessing to be over here is your your closeness, uh, I mean, physically, I mean, we're only 10 minutes walking from the Vatican. So you're you're close to Pope Francis. Um, you can go, you know, to St. Peter's itself to pray before many of the many of the popes who are buried there, including, you know, Pope John Paul II, Pope Benedict XVI, St. Peter. Um, but then all but then also, you know, the city, it's you know, it it really is the eternal city, as it's you know, nicknamed. I mean, you are walking with the saints, you're encountering such rich history, just walking to I walk to class and I, I walk by a church that might have a saint uh, there, or um, you're walking by, you know, remnants of, you know, one of the most influential empires of the Western world. So it's a lot of great opportunities there. Deacon Justin, for you and your classmates there at uh, the university, you also have an opportunity. You were telling me as we were preparing for our interview that you can go to different parishes each week to celebrate and to you know have a prayerful Lenten season what tell us about that yeah so a, a very unique experience here uh during Lent uh and and the the schedule the life of the of the North American college significantly changes uh so usually during the year you know we get up early to pray together have mass and then we we begin our day but in Lent we we participate in a very special ancient tradition like ancient as in it goes back to maybe second or third century christianity so this is like the 200s ad where bishops and this is back during the age of persecutions probably in hiding would visit different churches in in the city of rome now we call this tradition the the station church the station churches so that it's basically each day there's a different station to go to and what we do now is we get up early uh, and depending how far the uh, the the church is, some days are a little earlier. Some days we leave at six in the morning, and some days we leave at five forty-five. <laughs> um, but uh, we make a basically a small pilgrimage to these churches um, each day. So it's an option in the morning that if you want to go to these station churches, and usually one of the priests who's studying here from from the North American College will be signing up to sell, be the celebrant of these churches. And some of these churches actually are only open during this time of Lent. Like you cannot, you can't access them any other time during the year. So it really is an you know opportunity. So for for example, the first one we always go to for Ash Wednesday is called Santa Sabina. It was built in the 400s, so it's 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 a church from the late Roman Empire, uh, and it has one of the first depictions of the crucifixion on 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 its doors. And Saint Saint Sabina is uh, I don't know too much about Saint Sabine, but Saint Sabina is buried there. But that's how we kick off. Ash Wednesday. Um, St. Peter's is part of the station church. You know, for example, I, I, I mentioned before we started, uh, I went to the station church called San Pietro in Vincoli, which is called St. Peter in Chains. And that was where, at the time, Deacon Peter Julia had his first mass as a deacon celebrated there. I took photos and sent it to him, but that church is special because it has 
um, it has the chains that held St. Peter captive when he was in prison wow. in Rome. So you can go to the altar and there's, there it is. There are the chains as well as for any um, fans of, of art on the side, there is uh, Pope Julius II is buried there. And I think, I believe he was the Pope who started the Swiss guard in the 1500s, but where he's buried is this big statue of Moses uh, by Michelangelo. Um, which is a beautiful work of art to look at when you're, when we were waiting for mass and actually where I was sitting for mass, I could look over and I saw Moses kind of like looking at me the way, the way the, the statues modeled. Um, yeah. So these are just some churches we get to get to do, get, get to visit. Um, another church, for example, this last one I'll mention is San Lorenzo. So it's a church, um, dedicated to St. Lawrence. He was a deacon and martyr in uh, one of the Roman martyrs, uh, in the early church. And you can go to mass in the church. Beautiful, beautiful church. Um, and you can go beneath. Uh, it's very. It just really makes the saints and the city. You're walking among history of the church. It's. It really is a huge blessing. Deacon Justin, we all have these beautiful celebration and pilgrimages here within our own churches. But boy, does it be able to share just a little bit about your journey as Lent begins there in Rome. What a very beautiful and special opportunity that you've had. And thank you so much for sharing with us that. Now, you've also had some other opportunities to pilgrimage and go on a retreat with Archbishop Sample. I'd love to talk to you a little bit more about that. But as usual, I'm already coming up against our break. Can you stay with me through the break? And we'll continue in the next half hour. Absolutely. 722 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Getting ready for this weekend. We have so many cool weekend shows. One I've really gotten into is The Spirit World with Adam Bly. That is a really, really good show. And then we got The Fathers of Mercy, Kevin and Carla doing Sunday commentary to get you ready for Mass. But my favorite show of the weekend is tonight at 730, <laughs> View from the Pew. What are you and Deacon Scott up to tonight? So we have a new episode coming up tonight and we start off talking about how uh and and maybe perhaps you may or may not realize that i can be a handful sometimes no and for scott sometimes it's an armful that he has got to deal with and so he had to deal with just a little bit of criticism that i had just thrown out there that he kind of took a, oh. a, a little offensive. It happens, and I didn't mean to. And so we talk a little bit about that. But also, recently we uh, featured on the show Father Niall O'Reardon. Oh, yeah. Turns out that the good deacon and Fa- Father Niall have a couple of things in common. Ah. And so we're going to tell you about those, too. Okay, so that's tonight at 7.30. It is View from the Pew, just one of the great weekend shows we have. Spend all weekend with us, and I guarantee you, you'll grow in faith here at Mater Day Radio. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Registrations for both CYO Track and Field and Camp Howard are now open. With Track and Field, youth can try new events, learn teamwork skills, improve their fitness, and reach new goals. We are also hiring track and field officials. Visit CYOCampHoward.org to learn more. At Camp Howard, we help cultivate children's social skill sets in a safe environment with trained staff. 
connecting with others in the beautiful, peaceful outdoors with a host of wonderful activities. These include swimming, archery, basketball, arts and crafts, hiking, campfires, and having fun with fellow campers. We are also hiring summer camp staff. Be transformed where everyone in our community is valued and celebrated for the person they are and join us this summer. Register your children or grandchildren now at CYOCampHoward.org. Thank you to all of our volunteers for your efforts to inspire our youth to become faith-filled leaders. May God richly bless you. Would you like to make your spring cleaning plans a little easier this year? Let Mater Day Radio give you a hand. If you have a car, truck, van, RV, or boat that you would like to clear out, our vehicle donation program is just the answer. You can donate your vehicle to Mater Day Radio and get a likely tax deduction in return. It's quick and easy, giving you a real jump start to your spring cleaning. Learn more about our vehicle donation program at materdayradio.com. It's good to the very last drop. The Morning Blend on Mater Day Radio. Leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. 726 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And coming up on the Easter Vigil, almost 1,000 new Catholics will be joining the church here in Western Oregon. We've got more details on what they're doing and what Archbishop Sample and Bishop Smith are doing to help them just ahead in news. And a French non-missionary serving in Port-au-Prince, Haiti, was working not too long ago, got a call on her cell phone. Caller ID said, the Vatican. Who was it? I'll have that story for you. Also, coming up in three minutes, here is Ike and Dalu. Make it loud. And we are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. Cities burn, mothers cry. Oh, my Lord, save my child. Why, oh why, when the world beats you down? 
And that is Ike and Dalu and Make It Loud. It is 7.30 right here at Mater Day Radio. After a 52-year absence, America has returned to the moon. The unmanned Odysseus spacecraft touched down on the lunar surface shortly before 3.30 Pacific time yesterday. It's the first time the United States has had a new presence on the lunar surface since NASA's Apollo 11 in July of 1969. The initiative machine's Odysseus lunar lander, nicknamed Odie or IM-1, settled on the moon's surface after a days-long trek but immediately began experiencing communication problems, preventing the transmission of data. After a tense five-minute wait, the module had touched down. The condition of the lander is not yet clear, but the Houston-based company has confirmed it's made contact with the craft on the lunar surface. The spacecraft was launched atop a SpaceX Falcon 9 rocket from Kennedy Space Center in Florida on February 15th. So what is its mission then? Did they say is it collecting new it's data? It's collecting data, rocks? Uh, right? Until the I believe until the solar collector stops working, it'll be collecting data and then really? transmitting it back. But they're having an issue with the transmission, so a very weak signal, evidently. Okay. Um, and and last I looked, I tried to find an update on it. Still having a few problems, but uh, they they do have a signal. It's just very weak. Well, young people around the world can now find answers to the most common questions about Catholic doctrine in the youth program, a new initiative from Opus Day. Through a live broadcast on YouTube, representatives of various Opus Day information offices in different parts of the world delve into the meaning of youth and the impact they hope it will have on young Catholics. On the website, the organization explains the project consists of materials for young people from video testimonies on social initiatives and podcasts with prayer material to infographs explaining Catholic doctrine, case study on friendship and families. And they are also exploring the writings and teachings of St. Jose Maria Escriva. Although the program is designed to help bring young people closer to the specific charism of the preliture in the live broadcast, members of the various information offices noted, the program can be useful for anyone who is looking into the faith. The Archdiocese of Portland held six rites of election across Western Oregon recently. Archbishop Alexander Sample and Bishop Peter Smith welcomed and blessed 950 individuals preparing to enter into communion with the Catholic Church as candidates and catechumens. The candidates are those who have been baptized in other Christian denominations. Catechumens are those who have never been baptized into the Christian faith and are entering the Catholic Church at the Easter Vigil. Last weekend, Archbishop Sample journeyed across Oregon for multiple rites of elections with stops in Bandon on the southern coast, Central Point in southern Oregon, Myrtle Creek, and Springfield before finally returning to the Cathedral of St. Mary here in Portland on Sunday night. A 2018 Washougal High School graduate was one of the five U.S. Marines killed in a helicopter crash during that training flight in Southern California earlier this month. Alec Langan, now 23 years old, was the crew chief on the Super Stallion helicopter that crashed February 6th in a mountain range near San Diego. His mother, Karen, said being a Marine was everything to him. And his parents moved to Arizona after he enlisted. Langan, a newlywed himself, lived in Chandler, Arizona at the time of his death, and he had planned to take a new assignment and move to North Carolina in April. 
Langan's helicopter departed from Creech Air Force Base in Nevada and was headed to Marine Corps Air Station Miramar in San Diego area. Langan earned several decorations, including Navy and Marine Corps Achievement Medals, a Good Conduct Medal, a Global War on Terrorism Service Medal, National Defense Service Medal, and two Sea Service Deployment Ribbons. In sports, Brenda, I can't decide whether this is good news or bad news. (laughs) But the Portland Trailblazers return from the NBA All-Star break tonight. Portland is looking to break its six-game losing streak when they take on the Denver Nuggets at 7 o'clock tonight in the Moda Center. Blazers point guard Scoot Henderson is going to be unavailable for the contest with a left abdicator strain. The rookie played last Friday night in the NBA Futures game during All-Star weekend in Indianapolis. Forward Jabari Walker is also listed as questionable tonight with a right ankle sprain for the game with Denver. Well, Pope Francis, he's a fan of making surprise phone calls, and he made another famous one the beginning of February. Alatea shares the story of a phone call that Sister uh, Paracy, a French missionary that does all she can to help the street children of Port-au-Prince, Haiti. He wanted to surprise her by expressing his support and interest in her mission to help the 2,500 children in her care. Now, Sister Parisi said, when my phone rang, I obviously didn't expect to be called by the Holy Father at all. (laughs) He sent me a message of encouragement and thanked me for being there for the children. He assured me of his prayers, and that really touched me. And what really struck me, she said, was that the Holy Father's voice. She said, I felt a great sense of gentleness and kindness. The sister Paracy had been a missionary in Haiti for more than 20 years. In 2017, she founded the Kitsuko Family, a community that cares for children in the slums, and it oversees their education, whether through school, catechesis, or even leisure activities. Many have received signs of Pope Francis' personal attention uh, in the last 10 years. Pope Francis' calls often come as a complete surprise to those he calls on. And whether he answers his mail himself with handwritten cards or spontaneously just picks up the phone, the Argentinian Pope has made himself close to the most ordinary people as well as those in great uh, positions of power even if it means bypassing the official channels of diplomacy. He just picks up his phone and says, get him on the phone. (laughs) It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Well, today is Friday, and Fridays mean it's adoration at St. John the Apostle Church in Oregon City. All are invited all day from 8.30 to 6 o'clock tonight to adore Jesus, who is truly present in the Blessed Sacrament. For these and more events in our Catholic community, go online to materdayradio.com. There you can find the entire community calendar, and you can find it on the free Hail Mary Media app, and that app works wherever in the world you are. Well, it's going to be a beautiful weekend to get outside. You can also spend time in adoration, Stations of the Cross tonight at many parishes, and soup suppers going along with those. Just going to be a glorious weekend. Get outside and praise the Lord when Mm -hmm. you're out there. We'll check that weather forecast, and we'll head back to Rome to check in with Deacon Justin Echevarria next at Mater Dei Radio. 
Support from Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Blessings from Heaven, the peaceful place to shop for all things Catholic. Blessings from Heaven has a variety of gifts for all occasions and many other Catholic items to choose from. Located on the corner of 3rd and Southwest Tucker Avenue in Beaverton, Blessings from Heaven is open Tuesday through Saturday. For more information, call 503-644-1814. Please join me, Sister Christa von Borstel, in this prayer to St. Sebastian. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Glorious Sebastian, martyr and saint, I call on your strength and courage to help me through this difficult trial. Your faith was so deep, a multitude of arrows could not finish you. The piercing wounds inflicted for your faith only proved to strengthen your belief. May you intercede for those who are weakened from the effects of disease. I ask for your intercession that I may also survive that which threatens to destroy my beliefs in the mercy of Christ. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, please visit our website at materdayradio.com or check the prayer section on the new Hail Mary Media app. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. What's your next mission from God? You do have one, we all do. God has something in mind for us right where we are. This is Julie Anderko. Please join me on Your Next Mission from God, where the saints show us just how it's done. They've been through it, and sometimes they even got it wrong before they got it right. Listen to Your Next Mission from God, Saturday mornings at 7.15 and Sunday mornings at 8.15, right here on the bridge between your faith and everyday life, Mater Day Radio. 741 here at Mater Day Radio, high of 59 and low of 38 today with sunny skies and calm conditions, and we're seeing that sunlight here at the studio. It's beautiful out there today. Partly sunny tomorrow as well. Great view of that full moon tomorrow night. Rain comes into the picture Sunday and Monday. Might have some wintry mix Monday night. There's only one way to find out. Got to get there first. But until then, enjoy the sun. Currently, it is a chilly 37 degrees down at St. Jude Catholic Church in Eugene. And chilly as well in Oregon City, 38 at St. John the Apostle Catholic Church. And I am back with Deacon Justin Echeverria. He is joining me today all the way from Rome. Lent has begun there in the Eternal City. And Deacon Justin is sharing with us a little bit about his journey towards Easter and towards his ordination to the priesthood. Deacon Justin, thanks so much for staying with us today. Again, it's great to be here. Deacon, this is the perfect opportunity. These weeks of Lent to really enter into and prayerfully just experience this Lenten season in a unique opportunity and ways. And many people do that by going on retreat. I will be joining in just a few weeks, the deacons from the Archdiocese of Seattle and their wives. We gather together 
away from all of our regular requirements and pray and, and join together and lift each other up during this Lenten season. And that is the case for our seminarians who are in Rome. In this case, our Archbishop Alexander Sample journeyed with you on a Lenten retreat. Share with our listeners a little bit about that experience. So we just finished our final exam period. Um, the, the semesters kind of work differently over overseas, but um, uh, basically, traditionally, the, the Portland men, um, we travel as a diocese. After, after finals, you have a, a bit of a break before the second semester begins. And we'll, we'll go somewhere here in, in Europe. And it's been a relatively newer tradition that the Archbishop, uh, that he'll, he'll join us. And this year, we also had Father Peter Julia as well. And so it was a group of seven, uh, seven men. And we, got to, we went to France uh, to visit with St. Therese of Lisieux. Archbishop Sample has a very uh, huge devotion to her. Um, we got to go to uh, where she's buried. And we had mass there. So he, um, he gave a very powerful um, homily. And we actually got to pray for an hour before her body um, that morning. Um, so it was a mix of, we went to Lisieux and then we did Normandy. So kind of a mix of a spiritual pilgrimage and also a World War II, you know, honoring the fallen um, uh, journey as well. Uh, so we got to be together. We got to go pray with St. Therese, encounter her in this beautiful French French town, this little countryside town. Um, and it was a great time to just spend with each other's brothers and with our spiritual father. Um, so we had a nice, we, we stayed at an Airbnb that had a kitchen. So every day we'd leave for a full day to go see Lazoo or we go to Normandy and then we would come back in the evening. And usually what would happen is we'd stop at a, at a grocery store and get supplies. Uh, we'd cook dinner, have kind of like a family dinner together. And then we had a fireplace. So actually Archbishop Sample would build a fire and we basically, we shut off the lights. We'd put some candles out. We have the fire and we just, we'd all just sit and chat. It was, it was just really uh, a wonderful time. And then in the meantime, um, uh, during this time, Archbishop Sample would meet with each guy uh, one-on-one just to check in. How are you doing? Um, of course, in part, particular for men like Deacon Brent Dershman and myself, it was a check-in, but also talking about ordination and you know how right. do we feel about everything and uh, how are things going. Wow. How wonderful to be able again to get away from those regular requirements, to step away from the busyness of the city. And then just I can't imagine a better place to retreat than the burial site of St. Therese of Lusseau. Of course, her beautiful little way that guides so many people. And we're fortunate that our Archbishop and Father Peter Julia was able to celebrate that with you. Now, we've been talking about different ministries, and we know that during your pastoral, you're here when you were back in Oregon. You were at Christ the King. But while you are there in Rome, you are also given a ministry, a, a group that or a parish that you attend to. Tell our listeners about what uh, your assignment is there. Yeah, so we have a we have a vast array of opportunities for, for ministry, or as we call them apostolates. And they, it, can, it can range from prison ministry to uh, serving the poor in Rome to a unique opportunity of uh being able to sign up to give tours at St. Peter's Basilica to the pilgrims and to tourists and kind of sort of, you can, you can evangelize in that way too. Um, but this, uh, my third year of theology, so the year before I went to Christ the King, and now after being at Christ the King and back in Rome, I was given the opportunity to work at a parish uh, on a U.S. Air Force base in Northern Italy. So the, the um, in a place called Aviano. Um, the parish itself is the St. Joseph based parish community. 
um, that happens to be on a on an Air Force base and uh, just an incredible opportunity to to basically serve those who serve our country. Um, and but when you're on the base, it's it's a it just feels like regular parish ministry that just happens to be on a base. So this weekend I'm going up again. Uh, we go. So we're, we're part of a team. We rotate. And so everyone goes one weekend a month and we just schedule who goes and we go at least in pairs, um, sort of like how the disciples were sent off in, in twos. And uh, this weekend I'm going up to help with the confirmation retreat at the, at the parish. And then a month later, I'll be, I'll be back there to help with the uh, to deacon the confirmation mass. And, and we also do things like RCIA or OCIA catechism. We also try to have the all young tap. Um, we try to even do just like fun, fun outings. Uh, like there's mountains nearby. So take some parishioners to go sledding. Uh, and then usually in the evening, sometimes we'll, we'll uh, get together with parishioners, families that'll host us. And some of these families, uh, maybe like one or two members of the uh, one, or, one or two of the parents are active duty um, okay. airmen. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they're families who have no military connection. They're they're just they're contractors. So that that work on the on the base and actually one family that we're going to go have dinner with this Friday. Um, the mother's from Oregon. And uh it's funny because I, I know her mom, her mom, uh, Mary, is a, is a parishioner at uh, uh, Father Randy Wong's parish. Uh, so it's kind of that connection there. But uh, we're going to go with this family. We're going to meet, meet up with them. And she is a math teacher at the school on base. And her husband is a soldier on the base. Okay. Uh, they have two kids and their, their son plays soccer. And um, Gabby, the daughter, she's in, um, she's in drama and the arts. Uh, so they're very active fun uh, family. And uh, just, that's just one example of the people we get to encounter in this unique uh, ministry. Well, I think that is just a great reminder to all of us that we think about our own parish in our own part of the world, but you're a perfect example of sharing how that experience as wonderful as it is. Well, it's experienced around the world. The universality of our Catholic faith can be seen in every corner of the world. Well, Deacon Justin, it's been just such a wonderful morning to be able to talk with you. Before we go, as we move through Lent and into the springtime, what big events do you have coming up on your own calendar? Yeah, so actually, uh, most immediately to prepare for priestly ordination, the deacons this coming uh, Holy Week, we're going to go on what's called our, our canonical retreat. So according to canon law, a priest is to go is to go on a retreat every year, which is which is good. Get away, pray, yep. recharge. Mm-hmm. And specifically for us, this one is catered to um, preparing for the priesthood. And uh, we're actually going to have it in in um, in the town of Assisi. So it'll be great to be there. Uh, and that's where I learned Italian. So it's kind of like I'm, I'm finishing where I began. And it's great to be able to pray with St. Francis and St. Clair, Blessed Carlo Cudas, St. Rufinus, who was the first bishop in the Roman Empire uh, period. Just a really holy city. Uh, so I have that coming up. Uh, then still working on my, um, my plans for the Triduum. Uh, but we'll have a two-week break for Holy Week and Easter. So definitely some time to rest. Uh, and then in the meantime, I've just been getting ready, getting ready for actually uh, February 22nd. It's four months for four, four month countdown. So it's just it's it's incredible. It's just wow. Oh. <laughs> Filled with a lot of gratitude and a lot of joy. 
how exciting that we all are for you and just to be able to journey with you over these last few years as you become who God always intended you to be. And it is just uh, such a great morning to have you on with us, Deacon Justin. Before we go this morning, can you end us in prayer? Absolutely. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time to be able to gather together as brothers and sisters in Christ. I ask that you bestow your graces on all who are working at Modern Day and the and the work that they do in evangelization, as well as for all those who are listening today. Fill them with the graces they need. Fill them with a spirit of joy, of gratitude, of encouragement, especially when we may have stumbled from our Lenten promises to just get back on track because you're a God of justice and mercy. Please bless everyone in the Archdiocese of Portland and Oregon. And we ask all of this through the intercession of our Blessed Mother, as we pray, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed are thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Deacon Justin, thank you so much for your time today. God bless you and have a wonderful rest of your Lent. You as well. 751 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. So cool to go to Rome and talk to Deacon Justin. It sounded like he was right in the next room. Uh, isn't that amazing? Kind of the beauty of technology. We connect via the, a Zoom link. And uh, yeah, he just uh, joins from his computer in his dorm room at North American College. Oh, I love and it, it just is just really great to see him. I think that he uh, loves his time there in Rome, but I think he also kind of misses us a little bit here in the Pacific Northwest. Well, I had a long-distance phone call yesterday, too, but it wasn't quite that far. I talked to Father John Boyle down in Cottage Grove at Our Lady of Perpetual Help and also the Mission Church of St. Philip Benizi there in Cresswell down in the southern part of the valley. Not quite as far as Rome, but they are our Parish of the Week this week. Some exciting things happening down there. They just came off a mission on the holy face of Jesus, and uh, Father John said the parish is just on fire for that. So really exciting. And then come Tuesday, we have got a brand new Parish of the Week. Sarah Kinsey will be here to announce that at 8.40 Tuesday morning. Could we be announcing your parish as the Parish of the Week? Well, not if you haven't nominated your parish. You right. got to do that. So go online, info, I-N-F-O at matradayradio.com, nominate your parish, and then, and I already saw some entries this morning, then come Tuesday, we could be calling out your parish name as our Parish of the Week and all the recognition that comes with it here at Matraday Radio. Support for Matraday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Mount Hood Hospice, for more than 40 years, Mount Hood Hospice has been serving those in their final stages of life with loving care in East Multnomah and Clackamas counties. With a compassionate medical and spiritual support team, hospice services are provided wherever the patient lives. With the top listing on Medicare's Care Compare, information online at mounthoodhospice.org. Bringing souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. This is Modern Day Radio, KBVM Portland, Salem, Vancouver, 
KMME Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield, Translator K235BF, Eugene, and streaming at moderndayradio.com. Hello, this is Emily Jaminette with a Mother's Moment. One of the best kept secrets of being a mother is the joy and fun children can bring to your life if you choose to actually play with your children, no matter how old or young they are. Teaching your children what it means to laugh and play is an important part of growing up. This role can be such a challenge for us since it's so easy to turn on a show or let them check out with video games versus actually playing. The Christian life is about living to the fullest. In John 10.10, it states, The thief comes to steal and kill and destroy. I come that you may have life and have it abundantly. Christ desires for us to experience life to the fullest, while Satan desires to steal everything that is good and holy in your life. So the next time you have a choice to play with your children or do your chores and tasks, ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you what He wants you to do. For Christ came that we may have life and have it abundantly. And remember, moms need to laugh and have fun too. So let us pray. Dear Jesus, please help us to know when to play and have fun with our children and when to do our tasks. Amen. And may we be a light in this world by how we live our lives. Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Time and again, we hear from grateful listeners who tell us their faith lives have been nourished by Mater Day Radio. We hope these wonderful testaments to our spirit-filled broadcast never cease. You can help ensure the future of our broadcast by naming Mater Day Radio as a beneficiary in your will or other forms of estate planning. By leaving a legacy to Mater Day Radio, you are supporting a gospel message of prayer and hope heard by thousands of listeners every day. Learn more about our estate planning options at materdayradio.com. The Morning Blend. Check out our podcast at materdayradio.com. 7.56 at Materday Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. And some people were forced into a social media fast yesterday because AT&T's system went down. What? Yeah, we'll tell you more about what happened there and what they're speculating caused it next in news. And days are growing longer, and very soon we are going to get a sunset after 7 o'clock p.m. We'll talk a little daylight savings time and how much sunlight we're going to be getting very, very soon. I'll have that story for you right after Awaken the Saint. Hey, everyone. I'm Sophia with Awaken Catholic, and this is Awaken the Saint. I'm a hard critic of sequels. I always think, how on earth could you follow such a brilliant story without doing the same exact thing the second time? They always seem to fall short of the brilliance of what came before. Unfortunately, that's the exact criticism St. Polycarp faced as a second-generation Christian. Polycarp didn't get to sit at the feet of Jesus, but he did sit at the feet of the Apostle John the Evangelist. He heard countless teachings from the Apostle who was an eyewitness to Christ, basically being the guinea pig on how to pass along the faith. The early church faced many obstacles, 
none short of how they would be able to continue teaching the gospel as Jesus taught it. He wasn't there to correct what they were saying or back them up whenever they were unsure of how to handle something. From the beginning of his ministry life, Polycarp held onto one single ideal. He would live his life exactly as Jesus had lived. He would prioritize prayer, entrust his entire life to God, and walk with humility, all while preaching nothing but the truth. He began with defending the faith against countless heresies. Remember, the church at this time was less than 100 years old. Christians were trying to figure out exactly what they believed. There was no official doctrine of the church, let alone a written Bible, and to say it was chaos in the sequel of the epic debut of Christ was an understatement. But Polycarp approached each heresy with mercy and forgiveness, earning him great respect in the early church. Polycarp later became Bishop of Smyrna, as well as the target of the Roman people. One day in the Colosseum, it was evident the crowd wanted more Christian blood to be spilled, so they began chanting, let Polycarp be found. Just as Christ didn't seek out the passion, but rather accepted the will of God, Polycarp wasn't going to flee the city. But after the begging of fellow Christians, he fled to outside the city and hid for a time. While in hiding, he spent most of his time in prayer, and it was revealed in a dream that he would be burned for his faith. Eventually he was discovered, and rather than fleeing yet again, he only said, God's will be done. Calmly going with his captors, he was imprisoned in the Colosseum, where he was given one final chance to denounce Christ. After it was evident he wouldn't be doing so, they burned him at the stake, or at least they tried to. The flames spread around the bishop as he prayed his final prayer and said, Amen. Seeing the flames refuse to consume him, he was stabbed and died a martyr's death in the year 156. It always seems daunting to try and follow up something life-changing. Thankfully, as Christians, we're not called to be Christ, but rather Christ-like. When we model our lives after Jesus and try to live according to how He lived, we'll find that even though we fall short so many times, our lives are still drastically filled with joy. Whether it's 100 years or 2,000 years following the life of Christ, His message remains the same. And when we live like Jesus, we discover the best is still yet to come. St. Polycarp, pray for us. Thank you for tuning in to Awaken the Saint. And that is Awaken the Saint. More information on St. Polycarp and all of the other martyrs and to find some great resources to grow in faith during this Lent, download the Hail Mary Media app. Details on how you can do that are available at matradayradio.com. It's 8 o'clock. Pope Francis has announced that he will go to Venice in April to visit a women's prison where the Holy See has set up its pavilion for the Venice Biennial, a major international contemporary art exhibition. The Pope will make the one-day trip on April 28th. He will visit the Holy See Pavilion at the Guideca Women's Prison and he'll meet with the church community of the Patriarch, it said. The details of the final program will be soon announced, and the prison, which used to be an ancient convent, is on the island south of the historic center of Venice. With the help of a local cooperative, the inmates grow organic produce for sale to the public, as well as create cosmetics, bags, and accessories. They also customize silkscreen clothing and items. I know that prison ministry is very dear to the heart of Pope Francis, as it is to our Archbishop Alexander Sample. AT&T said an internal issue and not a cyber attack was to blame for a mass service outage yesterday. After announcing that service had been restored to all its customers around 11.10, 
Yesterday, the wireless provider said it's still assessing the outage and taking steps to prevent future outages. AT&T customers could not get a signal affecting emergency outlets, municipalities, and customers of other cellular companies who are trying to reach services and loved ones who use AT&T. The website Down Detector said at one point Thursday more than 71,000 customers reported cell phone issues. Cricket Wireless, which is owned by AT&T and uses its network, had more than 13,000 customers affected. The Federal Communications Commission said its Public Safety and Homeland Security Bureau had opened an investigation into the AT&T outage. More than half a century after a teenage girl went missing in Portland, her remains have been identified thanks to advancements in DNA forensic technology. This comes after a Boy Scout troop located the remains of a young female on the far north Anasabi Island, Columbia County in 1970. The Oregon State Police have now identified the individual as Sandra Young, a Grant High School student who has not been seen since 1968 or 69. The medical examiner's office said they wouldn't have been able to do it, uh, make the breakthrough if it weren't for the collaboration between the laboratory, family members, and the efforts of OSP and the Portland Police Bureau. Australian Bishop Christopher Saunders has been charged with rape and sex offenses, including some with children. The 74-year-old was arrested in Broome Wednesday on the Western Australia coast, and he said he will plead not guilty. The bishop is charged with two counts of rape, 14 counts of unlawful and indecent assault, and three counts of indecency dealing with a child as a person in authority. The allegations take place between 2008 and 2014. Sanders became bishop in 1996. He's been released on bail and will appear in court in June. He's been ordered to stay in his home in Broome. Well, days are growing longer. Daylight saving time is just a few weeks away, which means Portland will soon see sunsets. At 7 p.m. and later. Yep, that's right. According to the National Weather Service, Portland's first 7 p.m. sunset of the season comes on March 10th. And that's the day we set our clocks back for an hour for daylight savings time. And if you've noticed, a little more sunlight is coming up late in the afternoon. As we get to that point, we right now are gaining about one to two minutes every single day. And the days will continue to grow longer as Portland heads into spring and summer. So the first day of spring is on March 19th and the first 8 p.m. sunset occurs on April 17th. And then on the longest day of the year, that's June 20th, sunrise is coming up 521 in the morning. Sun goes down at 9.03. Okay, but I, yeah. I got to tell you, I, I need you here, so don't set your clock back, Brenda. Set it forward, Spring, please, okay? You always, I always have to remind myself. Spring forward. Spring forward, fall back. Right, That's right. right. So mm-hmm. please set your, don't do it. You'll be two hours off if you do that. Don't do that. <laughs> Hey, in sports, good night for the Ducks last night. Down in California, the Oregon Ducks outshot Stanford in a 78-65 win at Maples Pavilion to secure back-to-back wins for the first time since January. Jordy and Tracy scored a season-high 20 points. Jackson Shellstad added 19 points and 7 assists. And Nafali Dante had 13 points and 11 rebounds to lead the Ducks in the road win over the Cardinal. 
Oregon shot 50% from the field, including 48% from three-point range to run its record to 18-8 and eight on the season. That might get them into the big dance. The Ducks will try to take it three in a row as they face the Cal Bears tomorrow afternoon in Berkeley with a 4 o'clock tip-off. A team of researchers has discovered that even if you only have time to exercise once or twice a week, you can still reap the same benefits as those who exercise more frequently, specifically as regard to weight loss, provided you meet a minimum of duration and intensity. Patrick, so you're a regular walker, so this is very interesting what this published study said. Now, guidelines from the World Health Organization and most governments besides recommend that adults perform at least 150 minutes per week of moderate physical activity, 75 minutes per week of vigorous physical activity. So one or the other, not, you don't have to do both, right? Now, the published study found that people who label themselves weekend warriors, in other words, those who condense their exercises just into Saturday and or Sunday, can lose the same amount of weight as those who exercise every day as long as they meet those recommendations. So the research team believes their findings will be especially welcomed by people whose job means that they sit for a lot of the day, right? And maybe they go home and it's dark and so they can't get out for that walk. So if you focus a lot of your intense physical activities on the two days of the weekend that you have off, then you're about even with those who spread that out a little bit each day during the week. So moderate and then heavy activity. And so if you combine those two, actually, I, I've, now I'm not a doctor, of course, but uh, supposedly you can lose even more weight by combining the two together. Oh, really? Yeah, it's like a circuit type type of activity like you do you go heavy for a brief period of time and then slow it down a little bit and then heavy again oh good reminders well i'll keep that in mind uh (laughs) and i i promise i have got to get out for that walk and i'll be joining uh, many others in the nice sunshine goats come on out (laughs) it's time to find out what's going on in our catholic community well at our lady of perpetual help in cottage grove our parish of the week Next Saturday is the first Saturday. Practice this popular devotion with an all-night adoration and benediction, which follows a votive mass the evening before. And for these and many more events in our Catholic community, go online. MaterDayRadio.com is where you can find that community calendar. You can also find it on our free Hail Mary media app. Brenda, what's your favorite kind of tea? Oh, favorite tea? Uh, Chai tea, I think I like the best. Chai tea. My favorite kind of tea? Seminary tea. (laughs) Yes, the seminary tea is coming up, and we're going to speak with Deacon James Ladd all about that after we check your beautiful weather forecast next at Matraday Radio. Support for Matraday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Please join Matraday Radio and Franciscan missionary Sister Anne Marie Warren with the morning offering. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, 
I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your sacred heart in union with this holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit materdayradio.com. Support from Matcha Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Jade Bistro and Patisserie. Located on Southeast 13th in Portland's Selwood neighborhood, the Jade Bistro is family-run, serving Vietnamese and Thai cuisine with influences from France and Laos. French pastries are available daily, open Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Information can be found online at jadeportland.com. At Mater Dei Radio, we constantly strive to be an inspiring source of faith and hope. Sharing the light of Christ restores us individually and also provides a powerful catalyst to revive the heart of our community. Join Mater Dei Radio in this crucial mission of leading souls to Jesus and bringing a spirit of renewal into the culture. Mark your calendar for April 8th through 12th to renew your hope during Mater Dei Radio's 2024 Spring share It's going to be a week of transformation and you can be a major part of it by helping us build a strong matching fund for the event. Your support now will have a deep impact on our success in April by providing strong encouragement for our share listeners to match your prayerful generosity. To learn more and make your matching gift, go now to MatraDayRadio.com or the Hail Mary Media app and renew your hope during our 2024 Spring share at Matraday Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. 8.11 here at Matraday Radio, high of 59 and low of 38 today with sunny skies and calm conditions, and that's going to last up until Sunday. Sunday, the rain comes back. A winter weather warning goes into effect for the Cascades on Sunday as well. They're going to get a massive amount of snow up in the mountains and through the passes. So if you're planning on going through there, please do be careful. Currently, it is 34 degrees at Our Lady Star of the Sea out in the Gorge in Stevenson. Much warmer in the Lloyd District. It's 40 degrees at Holy Rosary Church and Dominican Priory. Since 1935, the Archbishop Seminary Tea has been a tradition in our archdiocese, providing a great opportunity to gather together to meet with special guests. Now, this year's tea is coming up on April 24th, and tickets are available, and you can join them at Portland Golf Club from 3 to 6 p.m. on that day. Now, one of those special guests you'll be able to talk to is Deacon James Ladd. He is with me this morning to tell you why the support received from this event is so very valuable. Good morning, Deacon James. Thanks so much for joining us today. Good morning, and uh, know that it's my pleasure to be with you. For many of our listeners, just hearing the voices of our future priests here in the Archdiocese is such a wonderful opportunity for us to get to know you a little bit before your ordination. God willing, it is coming up in June, and so I'm just so very pleased to have you today. Tell our listeners a, a little bit about your vocation, because you know once they hear it, you people will start to recognize that God calls all of us, and sometimes at different stages of our life. 
<laughs> I am what would be politely referred to as a later vocation, although some may say a later, later vocation. Uh, it's an interesting story, uh, for sure. Um, so I was baptized a Catholic and come from a, a Catholic family. I had a great uncle who was a priest. He was a chaplain during World War II. But I drifted away like so many young people uh, in my teenage years. Instead of a strong faith life, I, I tend to f- tended to focus in on athletics, and that led me to an opportunity to go to a boarding school to play sports, which I did. But by the time that I, I graduated from there and went off to college, my faith life was simply something that centered around maybe a morning prayer and then a prayer in the evening. Uh, but I was not attending Mass. I uh, went to college. From there, I was in a fraternity. I played a varsity sport in college. And again, my energies were focused on uh, those those things and then uh, getting a job in the corporate world, which I did right out of uh, right out of the gates uh, after graduation. And I spent the next 23 years living that life of a uh, hardworking you know, businessman. And things happen as they do in life along the way. Sure. My father, my father passed away and, you know, things like that, that I started to reexamine what I was doing, where I was going. And through that, I, I recognized that I needed to maybe take a step back and it, uh, from everything. And, but that led me, uh, praise God, to uh, get out the phone book. Of course, I'm dating myself here by saying the yellow pages, right? The yellow pages, yes. And I, I had because I, I had no idea what parish boundary I was living uh, within, and found Holy Trinity, which I could tell was the closest to where I was living, and I contacted the parish and with Father Dave Gutman, and made a complete, you know confession of everything I could think of. And uh, that started me not just on a path to reconnecting with my faith in a deep and meaningful way, but within a couple of months, uh, a vocation uh, path where I entered into uh, Mount Angel uh, Seminary Deacon James, it's such a beautiful story and that 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 call of, you know, after living a a very full and rather secular life that God was calling you. And when you look back, when you decided to examine this vocation and enter into the seminary, if you examine back throughout your life, can you pick out times where you realize now that God had been calling you all along? Absolutely. Two things. One, when I was uh, when I was a boy, uh, Father Father Willard was a, a a hero to me. I mean, not only was he um, in the army during World War II, uh, but he was a priest, and, and there was always something about that that pulled at my my heart. That that's a natural attraction um, as far as a vocation. And my grandmothers, both of my grandmothers, were very devout and instilled it into me a uh, reverence and respect for the priesthood. So, I, yeah, throughout my life, there were times 
that I, I felt that call. In my 40s, when I felt that call praying the rosary, um, it that time I thought, well, I'm too old. They don't take people that have lived the kind of life that I've lived. When I went to Father Dave, who was, uh, was meeting with me every other week, he had something very interesting to say, and he said, I think that there's something there, meaning a vocation. And he said, those things that you think are barriers are actually things that God will use. Your experience, the fact that, that you're, you're, you're older. And I started to understand that it, it's not like there's a factory where priests come from. Right? <laughs> it's not a prototype. Yeah, it's... It, well, he calls all types. Yeah. Right. You, you are. You're absolutely right. God calls all of us. And sometimes my young men hear that very early. Sometimes well, it might take people a little while longer. But you are a perfect example that God never stops calling us. And of course, our our mother, Mary, boy, you pray the rosary and see what she can do. And for some like Deacon James, it's going to lead you right to the seminary. Deacon James Ladd joining us this morning. He's talking about his vocation and a really wonderful opportunity ministry that helps support vocations is coming up. It is the Archbishop Seminary Tea at the Portland Golf Club. In fact, the 89th annual Seminary Tea is coming up April 24th. Deacon James, the organizers of this event, again, going on for nearly 90 years. And it's not just a, an opportunity for people in the area to get together at a beautiful event, but they do so much throughout the year. One of their ministries within the committee is the Partners in Faith. You yourself can attest to how wonderful this ministry is that just helps give you that little bit of boost or just kind of that that knowledge that people are praying for you because seminary, no matter what age you enter into, can be very, very difficult sometimes. Yeah, so when I entered... um, when I entered seminary, almost, I, I, if memory serves correct, within the first month uh, or so, I started to receive uh, letters from uh, members of, uh, from the tea committee uh, of encouragement and uh, thanking me for just following the call, knowing that they're pulling for you and they're deeply united in, in the cause of helping you get through this the formation, if this indeed is where God is calling you. I pray for them every day as well. So it works, it works both ways. Oh, for sure. And we will continue to pray for you, Deacon James. God willing, ordination to the priesthood will be in June. And we just look forward for that opportunity to talk with you again, to celebrate you on that beautiful day. Deacon James, it's wonderful to introduce yourself to us, to talk with you this morning. Before we go today, will you end us in a prayer? I will. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, merciful and loving God, please continue to open our hearts to the mercies that you wish to pour into us and give us the grace to lead a life worthy of this love. And we ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with the Holy Spirit forever and ever. Amen. 
Amen. And again, that is Deacon James Ladd. So he is joining us today to talk about the 89th Annual Archbishop Seminary Tea. It is again coming up April 24th at the Portland Golf Club from 3 to 6 p.m. Those tickets are available and you can find more information on their website. And you'll find that link on the podcast of this interview, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. 822 at Mater Dei Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And I always love the seminary tea. It is such a great event mm-hmm. there at Portland Country Club. They do every year and just really gets you enthusiastic about vocations. And we will be having the vocations director, Father Peter Julia, as part of our spring share Maybe have a few seminarians in here as well. That's coming up April 8th through the 12th. So mark your calendar for that. And as we get ready for that, that event, we are building up our matching fund. And this is really an opportunity for you to help us help others. Because as we build that matching fund, it gives people incentive to want to be a part of the big event. So check it out. Go online. It's Renew Your Hope. That's our theme for the Spring share coming up April 8th through the 12th. But don't wait till then. Get involved now. Donate to our matching fund and we can help grow vocations, make more priests and help the folks at the seminary tea at the same time at Matre Day Radio. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. The devil's third temptation for Jesus in the wilderness is doubt. He leads Jesus to Jerusalem, the city where he will soon be rejected and crucified. There he made him stand on the edge of the temple roof and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from there. Then, flipping the script, he tries to trap Jesus with some scripture quoting of his own and says, For it is written, He will command the angels to guard you. With their hands they will support you, lest you dash your foot against a stone. But Jesus, again quoting from Deuteronomy, knowing he's trying to make him doubt God's care, rebukes him by saying, It also says, You shall not put the Lord your God to the test. Jesus is referring back to the times the Israelites were tempted in Exodus. Lent is like a mini Exodus leading us to the victory of Easter. We must also keep God as our refuge and fortress in whom we trust to see us to victory. This is Matt Maloney from KnowTheFaith.net. Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Tara Umara Children's Hospital Fund of Oregon. The TCHF has a 20-year history that is now focusing on the sustainability to support the long-term efforts of the mission in the Copper Canyon region of Mexico. Information is available on their website at tchforegon.org. Would you like to gain a deeper understanding of the Holy Mass? Hello, this is Terry Ross. Join me on Mater Dei Radio each Saturday afternoon at 4 and Sunday afternoon at 2 for the glory of the Mass. Every weekend, we'll explore the rich history of sacred music within the Catholic liturgy. Increase your appreciation for the beauty and sanctity of Catholic sacred music with the glory of the Mass, Saturday and Sunday afternoons on Mater Dei Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life.
It's the cup that refreshes the morning blend on Mater Day Radio. 825 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. We're back on the moon, baby. You better believe it. We'll tell you more about the lunar landers coming down yesterday on the lunar surface. And Pat, if you got a call and it says on the ID, the Vatican... You better answer that phone call. <laughs> that was the case for a sister who is serving in Haiti. She had a very VIP on the other end of that phone call. I'll have that story for you after this beautiful Lenten music by Josh Blakesley, even through this. And we are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.
And that is Josh Blakesley, Even Through This. It is 8.30 right here at Mater Day Radio. The United States has returned to the moon after a 52-year absence. The unmanned Odysseus spacecraft touched down on the lunar surface shortly before 3.30 p.m. yesterday Pacific time. It's the first time the United States has had a new presence on the lunar surface since NASA's Apollo 11 in July of 1969. The initiative machines Odysseus lunar lander, nicknamed Odie or IM-1, settled on the moon's surface after a days-long trek but immediately began experiencing communication problems preventing the transmission of data. After a tense five-minute wait, the module had touched down. The condition of the lander is not yet clear. And I just checked on that, Brenda. Still a very weak signal coming off of the surface. But the Houston-based company uh, is confirmed that it has contact with the lunar surface. Spacecraft was launched atop a SpaceX Falcon 9 rocket from Kennedy Space Center in Florida back on February 15th. Young people around the world can now find answers to the most common questions about Catholic doctrine in their youth program. A new initiative from Opus Day through a live broadcast on YouTube representative of various Opus Day information office in different parts of the world delve into the meaning of youth and the impact they hope it will have on young Catholics. On the website, organization explains the project consists of materials for young people from video testimonies to social initiative and prayer materials and infographs explaining Catherine Doctrine. Case studies on friendship and family life and articles exploring the writings and teaching of St. Jose Maria Scriva. Although the program is designed to help bring young people closer to the specific charisms of the prelature in the live broadcast, members of various information offices say that this program can be useful for anyone who is looking into the faith. The Archdiocese of Portland held six rites of election across Western Oregon recently. Archbishop Alexander Sample and Bishop Peter Smith welcome and blessed 950 individuals preparing to enter into communion with the Catholic Church as candidates and catechumens at the Easter Vigil. The candidates are those who have been baptized in other Christian denominations. Catechumens are those who have never been baptized into the Christian faith. Last weekend, Archbishop Sample journeyed across Oregon for multiple rites of elections with stops in Bandon on the southern coast, Central Point in southern Oregon, Myrtle Creek, and Springfield before finally returning to the Rose City and the Cathedral of St. Mary in Portland on Sunday night. Of course, Pat, remember last week our friend Miriam Marston joined us on the morning show and she talked about the excitement that the cohort from St. Anthony's was beginning to feel and how excited they were to be joining Archbishop sample for that right also and that vigil mass oh just so beautiful incredible it Mm -hmm. really is well, in 2018, Washougal High School graduate in Vancouver, excuse me, on the Columbia County, was one of five U.S. Mm. Marines killed in a helicopter crash during that training flight in Southern California earlier this month. Alec Langdon, 23 years old, was the crew chief on the Super Stallion helicopter that crashed February 6th in a mountain range near San Diego. Being a Marine was everything, said his mother, Karen Langdon. This 
parents moved to Arizona after he enlisted. Now, Langdon himself was newlywed, lived in Chandler, Arizona at the time of his death. They planned to take a new assignment to move to North Carolina in April. Langdon's helicopter departed from Creech Air Force Base in Nevada, was headed to Marine Corps Air Station Miramar in the San Diego area. Langdon had earned many decorations and medals during his tenure, including a National Defense Service Medal and two Sea Service Deployment Ribbons as his tenure as a Marine. In sports, they're back. The Portland Trailblazers return from the NBA All-Star break tonight. Portland looks to break its six-game losing streak when the Blazers take on the Denver Nuggets with a 7 o'clock tip-off at the Moda Center. Blazers point guard Scoot Henderson won't be in the contest tonight. He's out with a left Adiger strain. The rookie last played Friday night in the NBA Futures game during All-Star weekend in Indianapolis. Forward Jabari Walker is also listed as questionable tonight with a right ankle sprain. And again, tip-off tonight, 7 o'clock against the Denver Nuggets. Pope Francis, who they say is fond of surprises, made another of his famous surprise phone calls this month. Alatea shared the story of a phone call that Sister Payasi, a French missionary that does all she can to help the street children of Port-au-Prince, Haiti. He wanted to surprise her by expressing his support and interest in her mission to help the 2,500 children in her care. Sister Payasi said, when my phone rang, I obviously didn't expect to be called by the Holy Father at all. (laughs) Yeah, nobody ever does, sister. He sent me a message of encouragement and thanked me for being there for the children. And he assured me of his prayers. That really touched me. And she added what really struck me during that call was the Holy Father's voice. And I felt a great sense of gentleness and kindness. Sister Payasi had been a missionary in Haiti for more than 20 years. In 2017, she founded the Kizito family, a community that cares for children in the slums. And it oversees their education, whether through school, catechesis, even leisure activities. Many have received signs of Pope Francis' personal attention over the last 10 years. Pope Francis calls often with a complete surprise to those he calls. And sometimes if he's got to get somebody in a high position, he just bypasses all the official channels of diplomacy, just gets his phone out and makes that call. Who's going to argue with him, huh? <laughs> That's right. You know, recently we had a dinner the deacons did with Auxiliary Bishop Frank Schuster, and mm-hmm. he tells the story of he was watching The Mandalorian one evening in his apartment, <laughs> and his phone rang, and it said Apostolic Nuncio on the caller ID, and that was when he was found out that they had appointed him the Auxiliary Bishop of Seattle. I wonder if they talked about Baby Yoda. They may have. <laughs> It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Well, it is still the month of February, even though it is the last Friday of it. And the coat collection at the Grotto, still going strong, celebrating 100 years of its legacy. They are trying to collect 100 coats for men, 100 coats for women, and 100 coats for children. Bring your donation to the bins in the chapel foyer throughout the rest of the month. For these and more events in our Catholic community, go to our website, moderndayradio.com, or find it on the Hail Mary Media app. 
Well, as Eric said, we are in Lent, and we have got some uh, challenges coming from Archbishop Alexander Sample. He will tell us about his challenge for Lent, and Brenda's got some advice on how you can fulfill that mm-hmm. challenge. Uh, I tell you, it's tough. <laughs> Just warn you ahead of time. Okay. But the weather forecast is easy, and we'll check that next at Matraday Radio. Support for Matraday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. In the Lenten season, the Catholic Church invites us to prepare for the celebration of Easter Sunday of the Resurrection of the Lord. This period of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving allows us to imitate Christ during the 40 days he spent fasting and praying in the wilderness. I... This is Dina Marie of Faith Moments, and I'd like to invite you to a Lenten Day Retreat at the Grotto Conference Center, Friday, March 15th, from 9.30 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. on the theme, Behold the Lamb of God. This retreat features two conference talks, small group discussion, rosary and mass in the Chapel of Mary, time to explore the Grotto grounds, and luncheon fellowship following mass. For more information and to register for this Lenten Day retreat, visit my website at dinamarie.org. That's dinamarie.org. The Benedictine Brewery Tap Room is a place of hospitality and fellowship, a place where all who come are welcome and where the peace of nearby Mount Angel Abbey permeates. Come for the beer, return to share the spirit of the monks of Mount Angel who brew craft beer in the tradition of the Belgian monks of old using local waters and hops grown on Abbey land. Taste and believe. Learn more at benedictinebrewery.com. That's benedictinebrewery.com. Mater Dei Radio is pleased to welcome Father Mike Schmitz to our broadcast family. Catechism in a Year with me, Father Mike Schmitz, is now available right here on Catholic Radio. Encounter God's plan of sheer goodness for us, revealed in Scripture and passed down through the tradition of the Catholic faith as we journey together toward our heavenly home. Tune in to Catechism in a Year every night at 11, right here on Mater Dei Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. 840 here at Mater Dei Radio, high of 59 and low of 38 today with very sunny skies and calm conditions. That sun is coming into the studio right now. It's going to be a little less sunny tomorrow, but still sunny, still with a great view of the moon and with a really nice temperature. The rain doesn't come back till Sunday. Monday night, we might see some wintry mix, but until then, we've got sunshine. Worry about it Monday. That's right. (laughs) Put it off to when you can't avoid it, of course, right? Currently, it is still chilly, but it it will, temperatures will climb. It's 34 degrees at St. Philip's Catholic Church up in Woodland. I should have run down and got my sunglasses out of the car. My Mm -hmm. goodness, sun just beaming through here. It's 42 at St. Cyril on the river there in Wilsonville. The show's not quite over, so relax and have a second cup of the morning blend. 
I'm always excited to have a second cup on Friday show and hopefully here at morning uh, on the morning blend we're getting your day started right now when you leave the house in the morning I go through my checklist okay I got my my bag I got my lunch code coffee cup okay Isn't sometimes it funny how that routine yeah. I carry the water and I have done this before I've walked out without of it even gotten to the end of the road turned around and came back to get my cell phone Oh. It is amazing mm. how much time now the cell phones take up. And for so many people, and we made this switch several years ago, we don't even have a landline in our home anymore. It's all, everybody has their own cell phone. And so I've even had it, I'm ashamed to say, I've contacted kids upstairs <laughs> by texting them with my cell phone downstairs. We seem to, we, we can't avoid it now, for sure. It, now, there are some people, my God bless my mother, she has managed throughout her entire life, she does not have a cell phone. So, you know, wow. there are good certain people. Her. Isn't yeah. that good for her? Uh, we we actually, we want her to have one in the event of emergency, <laughs> oh, and yeah, she refuses. Okay. She mm. goes, I don't need one because if there's an emergency, there will be somebody around me who does have a cell phone who will call for me. So I went, okay, I can't I argue the with logic that. In that. But okay. they also have a landline too but, in the but house. But cell phones can lead to other problems beyond communications. So, That's right. Yeah. That's right. And we recognize now, especially in children, the, the amount of screen time throughout the day. When you think about how much time they're using their phone, how much time they are on the computer at school, and then if they have homework, they've got to use that computer at home to finish that homework. It, it, it's a really a big, big part of our life. Archbishop Sample recognizes how that much screen time, while necessary in some arenas, can draw us away mm. from that close relationship with God. And recently on his show, Voice of the Shepherd, he talked about a challenge. And boy, I tell you, would you rather give up coffee, give up meat, or give up screen time? Yeah, that's good. That's a hard one to think about, too. And Archbishop Sample talks a little bit about giving up screen time for Lent. Okay, because, yeah, you do, you do tend to focus on maybe a food and beverage that, that you fast from, right? You know, and I do some of that, too. But there's other things I will deny myself, too. Uh, and I'm going to challenge. I'll make a challenge. Fast from the media. Fast from media. And I, 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 broad term. Fast from social media. Fast from YouTube, except my YouTube channel. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> or if you're going to be on YouTube or social media, be going places that are going to build you up and that are spiritual and that are helpful and that are encouraging and that will instruct you, inform you, and help you in your spiritual and, and prayer life. Do good things. You know, don't sit there and mindlessly scroll through, you know, the YouTube shorts, you know, just for entertainment purposes, because mm -hmm. they just waste so much time with this stuff. Uh, television media, because if we can, if we can, because this is, a th I think this is the thing that, that people are kind of addicted to today, you know? And, and so if we can fast from these things, what does that do? Well, first of all, it helps us be more present to each other. You know, and I think that's part of what you were getting at, too, is we need each other to help us on the spiritual journey. A lot of people do, like a lot of men do this Exodus 90 thing during during Lent or at other times of the year, too. And I, I think there's a version for women as, mm -hmm, as well, mm -hmm. right? 
what's beautiful about it is it's, it's, it's a bunch of guys or a bunch of women doing this together. Right. We're doing this together. We're going to challenge each other. We're going we're gonna to compete with each other maybe even uh, through this time. We're going to hold each other accountable through this time. There's something beautiful about that. There's something uh, just really communal and, and, and for men brotherly about that and sisterly, I'm sure, for the women that would do something like that together. So first of all, it connects us, gives us more time to connect with each other in a real way, not in a virtual way. And secondly, it, it quiets us and, 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 and disposes us for prayer. I'm sorry, folks. You can't have deep prayer if the rest of your time in life is just filled with noise because it's hard to be quiet. You know, I, I, people are, you know, I, I know people who are, they, they've got to have something on all the time around them. You know, the radio's got to be going, the TV's got to be on. They can't stand the silence. They can't stand, quite honestly, be left alone just with their own thoughts. You know, and I think about that sometimes, and I, I find that very perplexing. I mean, I get up in the morning, and I get up early. I'm an early riser. I get up in the morning, and while I'm making my coffee, I turn the news on, the local news, just to make sure nothing has happened overnight that I should know about and that I should at least be praying about. And then quite honestly, I check and see what the weather is going to be like. That the TV goes off. And I'll, I'll spend, I don't know how many hours in the morning before I even come into the office, and there's no noise. I mean, I have my holy hour, I have my prayer time, I have mass if I don't have mass somewhere else. But all the while, even just getting, walking around, getting ready for work, straightening things up and everything, silence. Wow. Wow. That's incredible. That's a challenge. And you think about being silent like that. And I even recognize in myself, it does make me a little anxious because I'm one of those people. Our house is loud. There's a lot of people. And yes, probably the TV is on in the background just and and nobody looking at it because we're sitting around on the phone. Right. And so that's when we recognize, whoa, this is too much. And you're right. It draws you in because it's it's not selling you anything. What you those things want is your time. Right. And and before you know it, as, as Archbishop said, hours go by and it's just useless information. So how do we overcome that? I mean, that that's the thing. I, I, I gave up social media, I guess now going on two years. Right. And, uh, but I will tell you it for the first month, it was not easy at all. And I just went cold Turkey. And I know that probably is not the way to do right. it. Now, Pat, there are those of us of a certain age where we didn't have cell phones growing up. I mean, that's a discovery of yeah, Gen Xers or whatever. But we grew up actually picking up the landline, calling each other, talking face to face, that <laughs> kind of thing. With the 20 foot phone cord. Right? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. You know, hanging around. So we know that it is possible. Right. We, we the, the world didn't end because we didn't have cell phones. But there are some important things and kids especially. They they have cell phones now because parents want to be able to get a hold of them. I knew a mom that her trick as she was kind of entering her children into using a cell phone. You know what she did? She kept the charging cord. Oh. And as they were learning how to use their phones, she would only give them their charging cord a couple of times a week. So that way the kids would have to moderate how much time they were on their phones. So that way that it would last every day. And literally like if the phone died before the day that they could get their charging cord back, well, they were like, gosh, I'm real sorry. You when my have. little battery indicator turns red, Brent, I freak out. 
right? Yeah. You start to worry oh, a little goodness. bit. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's sheer panic. So some of the things, though, that adults can do, and I found this great list of ways that you can help curb that, okay? Mm -hmm. First of all, some of the, the real easy things are you've got to track your screen time. If you don't recognize how much time you're actually on it, then you don't know that it, there's a need to curb it back. If you go in through any phone settings, it will tell you exactly, exactly. Yep. how many minutes you are spending on there and which of your apps are the ones that you're spending the most time on. I have a daughter recognizing that she was spending a lot of screen time. She actually set a limit on there. She's got the ability to say, all right, I am only giving myself a certain number of minutes on this app and her phone will alert her to that. Really easy to do on an iPhone. I'm not so sure about Android, but yeah, people, I know people that, that do that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. The other thing they do uh, say also, turn off the notifications because that's the thing. And remember, I mm. talked to uh, Sister Weber. Remember, we were talking about that. We've all become like a Pavlov's dog, meaning that when we hear our phone ding, it triggers a pleasure center in our brain. Absolutely. And that's, that's a why dopamine we, loop. That's right. why. And, yeah. and she said the ding of a phone isn't it's not pleasurable, but we have triggered our minds to think that it is because, oh, somebody wants to talk to us. Oh, the phone wants me to know about something. And we're more likely to grab it. And then when now you're on your phone and then you're using your screen okay, time. No, so no much notifications. More. Almost anxiety inducing. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Uh, schedule actual free times. Say, okay, like like Archbishop does, get the important information that you need and then set it down, set it away or even turn it off if you need to, because yeah, out of sight, out of mind. Sometimes that's what you got to do until you gain that habit, right? And then uh, let's see, they say, make your phone less appealing, remove the unnecessary apps. Uh, yeah, d you know, if it's, I unfortunately, I keep even like my, uh, AirPods, I've got it in a little sparkly case so that way I can get out and look at it. Don't need to be doing that. Less appealing, that's that's just fine. Uh, clear work boundaries. Now, how many times are we at work too? And we start, we get on that phone and we go look one thing up and then we end up down a rabbit hole. And you think about uh, that stealing of time from work, mm. right? That's, you know, it should not lead us more to sin. And uh, so again, very strict boundaries, and you have to practice at it, I think. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm checking my phone. No. I'm <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is tough, though. I think even with all of those steps, there's some just, just a level of anxiety, uh, that separation, and, and that's, that, that's very disconcerting. It, it is, yeah. and it's disturbing. And uh, again, and then lead by example. You've got to recognize if, if you have that anxiety when you're not around your phone, you can imagine your young children, how they must feel. If they need to use their screen time less, that means you need to use your screen time less. And then make sure that there are apps that they do have access to that are enriching for them. Spiritual apps, apps for kids that tell them about God and their faith. So that way, well, that recognizing we do have our cell phones on and with us, that even when that is happening, 
that those news feeds will have something wonderful and spiritually enriching for them also. Maybe like the Hail Mary Media app. I was thinking about that. <laughs> uh, you know that app is free, right? Yes, I do know that. Don't need to pay for that at <laughs> nope. all. It is our gift for all of our listeners. So hopefully that is some help and some encouragement if you have taken on that practice along with Archbishop Sample. It's a challenge and uh, one that uh, on this Ember Day would be good to take up. That's right. We hope you enjoy today's Second Cup. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Please join me, Father Tony Galati, in the prayer to St. Michael the Archangel. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, thrust into hell Satan and all evil spirits who wander through the world for the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, or to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit us online at matradeiradio.com or check the prayer section of the new Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Hello, I'm Kevin Doran. And I'm Carla Wehrman, co-host of Sunday Commentary. Join us every weekend on Mater Day Radio, Saturday mornings at 7 and Sunday mornings at 8, as we break down the scripture readings so you can better prepare to enter into the beauty and mystery of the Holy Mass. It's fun, fast, and faith-filled. Let us share our love of the good news with you, Saturday mornings at 7 and Sunday mornings at 8 on Mater Day Radio. The bridge between your faith and everyday life. The Morning Blend, two hours a day for two times the fun on Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. 8.55 Mater Day Radio, last check of weather, plenty of sunshine today, high headed up to 58. Clouds will increase tonight with the low dropping down to 38 with that big moon above. And then sunny again tomorrow, high 53. Rain rolls back in tomorrow night, maybe snow Monday worry about it Monday. Right now it's 43 here in Rip City with lots of sunshine. And closing out our show, here is Unspoken Start a Fire. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio. See? 
Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life that is unspoken, starting a fire in you. It's 859. Ooh, there's a fire in the sky. Oh, that's right. And uh, speaking about a fiery morning, we get to spend some time with Jesus today. We've got Mass as a station coming up yeah, very Father soon. Father Tony Galati coming in. Thank you so much for so that. Excited. And thank you. Mine, yeah. yeah, thank you for tuning in. That is going to wrap it up for us on the morning blend. We hope you have a very blessed weekend. Take care. <laughs>